Hello. Today's date is July 3rd, 2022. Uh, my name is Pastor John Hardman, and I pastor at the Quincy Church of the Nazarene. The text for today's sermon comes from Galatians 6, and I'll be reading from verse 1. Galatians 6, verse 1. Paul writes, Brothers and sisters, if anyone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently, but watch yourself. Are you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to someone else. For each one should carry his own load. Anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with his instructor. The reading of God's word. Will you bow your heads with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in this passage of scripture, Paul is communicating uh, how we are to live out Christ-likeness. And so, Father, uh, we, we understand that this is a message for uh, the Christ followers, those who have received Jesus as their personal savior, and how we are to interact with one another. So, Lord, I just ask that as uh, the words come out of my mouth, you would use it to uh, bring yourself glory and honor. Further your kingdom, Father. Speak truth through these words. In Jesus' name, amen. Our, our text is directed towards those who have a walk in Christ already. <laughs> uh, uh, this is an instructional text explaining how we are to flesh out what it, what it looks like to live out Christ-likeness in our daily lives. Up to this point in Galatians, Paul has made the point that through Christ we are free to really live our lives, not in fear of constant failure according to the law, but through the love that Christ gives. To live out our lives in step with Christ's Spirit within us. We are not always going to be perfect in all of our actions. <laughs> uh, we will make mistakes, and yes, we will sin along the way. I say that not to make excuses, but to admit we are not sinless. Our text suggests that Paul knew that. Uh, that is why we have verse 1 that says, Brothers and sisters, if anyone is caught in a sin. Uh, brothers and sisters, that phrase is not just for yesterday. <laughs> it's much more personal than that. It is you who make up the church today. Paul is talking about those uh, who you worship with, those who you sit beside, those you, you do project together with, pray together with, eat together with, those whom you have church together with. Paul is speaking to you. This message is directed towards us, not the universal church, but your congregation. Uh, this is a good time to mention if you are not part of a body of believers like described. This should give you an appetite for one, in my opinion. Paul is painting us a perfect picture of how the church should be. A church body who not only worships together, but uh, when there is an issue or a problem, they come together to solve it. There will always be problems and tensions, 
whenever you put two people together, just because we are all different. But to identify the issues and then be part of the solution, that is when church is a beautiful uh, instrument, a reflection of what Christ wants. With Christ's Spirit leading a body of believers and figure out how to move forward no matter uh, the problem before them, to learn and grow from any and every situation, not run from it. I believe this is the picture Paul is describing for us when he writes, Brothers and sisters, if you happen to get caught up in the sin, <laughs> the language does not lean towards someone who sinned intentionally and then gets caught. No, it is someone who realizes they have sinned. I hope that if you sin, it is by accident. <laughs> For me, it doesn't happen as often as it did when I first came to Christ, but it still happens. Over the years, I've learned to understand the Holy Spirit's nudging as to when I cross the line and need to ask for forgiveness. To carry each other's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ, Paul writes. Church family, brothers and sisters in Christ, <laughs> remember that we are bonded together through the Holy Spirit. We need to keep that in mind as Paul tells us to carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The Greek word used for burdens means a heavy weight or even a stone that someone is required to carry. Something too big or too large for them to carry alone. Spiritually speaking, it relates to an oppressive ordeal or hardship. Paul is telling us, to come alongside one of our members and help them carry their load. Immediately, my mind went to Ecclesiastes 4, where the wise man proclaims, If one falls, his friends can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Though one may be overpowered, two can, can defend themselves. A cord of three is not quickly broken. We help to carry each other's burdens because it is fulfilling the law of Christ, which is the law of love. It was the law of love that compelled Christ to voluntarily take our place on the cross. The law of Christ is self-giving and sacrificial. Galatians 6.3 If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to someone else. For each one should carry his own load, apparently. In the church of Galatians, there were some superstar Christians. Instead of coming up alongside their struggling partners, they made the most of the opportunity to elevate themselves. Have you ever been around an athletic jock? Although I wouldn't have been in that category, I've been on a few teams with them. I remember one year on a softball team when one of the superstars was in the batter box. I remember it because I was in third base and he was coming up to, to the bat next. <laughs> he was in the batter box and he took a couple vicious swings at the air 
as if the ball was coming. And then the superstar bends down and grabs a handful of dirt. And the idea was he was going to throw it in the air and uh, see which way the which direction the wind was blowing. It was just a, a cool thing for all the jocks to do. So I was in third base watching my teammate reach down, pick up a handful of dust, and throw it in the air to determine the the speed and direction of the wind. <laughs> it all went into his face. <laughs> ah, it was a great moment. Then another time, I was a teacher's aide for the PE uh, teacher while I was in high school. Uh, the time of the year was when we would practice the sport of volleyball. The instructor wanted the class divided into four teams that he could put into brackets. Then he chose four captains, and then he allowed them, the captains, to choose their own teammates from the class. <laughs> to no surprise, the athletic jocks picked one another for their all-star team. As the teams formed, the athletic instructor uh, chuckled as he asked me who I thought would take first place in the brackets. <laughs> to me, it was a no-brainer. All the superstars were on the same team, or practically. But the PE teacher predicted that the team with the average players would prevail, taking the top two spots. <laughs> he was right. The superstars had their moments of stardom. But they couldn't get past opportunities to make themselves look good in front of their peers. Their common goal was to elevate themselves as individuals, not as a team. Whereas the average Joe, people like myself, they learned to gel with each other as they worked out each other's mistakes. <laughs> they had the common goal of being their best in the position they rotated into. A church family should be like that team. One who falls, others step into it to help, step up to help. In this case, to lovingly correct someone who sinned and to come alongside the one who is struggling. Verse 3, if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. <laughs> Ouch! There's a couple lines of thought here, though. The NIV renders, renders this verse as one uh, needs to take a seriously or a serious hard look at themselves, at themselves and evaluate uh, if they are important or not. Uh, a self-evaluation process. Um, I remember a progressive commercial where Jamie is daydreaming that he is Big Jim rescuing people from danger while fixing their crisis. They cried out. In desperation, Big Jim, help! Then he is brought back into reality when his name is called. He wasn't, hey, Big Jim, wake up. It was, Jamie, Jamie, can you get the phone? <laughs> uh, the NIV version is saying to make an honest evaluation of your personal status. I like, however, the N uh, New Living Translation. They form it like this. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. <laughs> uh, the New Living Translation connected it with uh, verses 1 and 2. It emphasizes our role as a Christ follower 
and our connection with one another. We are to work together, no one left behind. We all are going to cross over from earth to heaven. Again, the, NIV, the New Living Translation, excuse me, brings a different slant to verses 4 and 5 as well. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Verses uh, 4 and 5 uh, bring home three points about Christian conduct. <laughs> Work in such a way that brings you or your, your self-satisfaction. That way, you will not feel the need to compare yourself with each other. And God will hold you responsible for your own actions. Have you ever wondered what God wants from you, wants you to do? <laughs> uh, the Sunday school answer is, yes, you do know. I believe the answer is found right here, though. God wants your best effort. He is also, uh, that is also the scale used as he judges you. Are you doing what God has asked you to do to the best of your ability? Uh, know this, God will not hold you accountable for the gifts and abilities that he gave to someone else. <laughs> Likewise, God will not hold you accountable for the actions of others. With those excuses out of the way, are you giving God your best effort? You be the judge. The issue of comparing yourself to uh, others, it's, it's, a, it's quite dangerous. It's a deep, dark hole that gets uh, more dreary the longer you spend in it. We all step into it now and again, but knowing we only have to please God and no one else helps. Because we know what, that God only desires our best effort. Do you know how discouraging it would be if I thought I had to look like or be an eloquent speaker as the preachers you see on TV? <laughs> oh, that'd be horrible. Paul tells us not to compare ourselves with others. For each one should carry his own load. Paul uses a different word in verse 5 than in verse 2. Verse 2 says to carry each other's burdens. Verse 5, to carry one's own load. The Greek word used in verse 2 means to carry uh, a load that is too heavy for the person to carry alone. The word usage in verse 5 is to carry your own knapsack or backpack. I love backpacking. Spending a week in the wilderness is refreshing to me. The problem is... To do that, my pack weighs about 50 pounds. So when backpacking, one is expected to carry his own supplies. <laughs> uh, it would be great fun if I could convince one of my backpacking partners to carry my pack for me. But it doesn't work like that. I'm expected to carry my own weight. Verse 6, anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with his instructor. Honestly, uh, I was amazed that many commentaries, uh, they looked at this phrase, uh, must share all good things to mean uh, money, 
Anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with his instructor. <laughs> you know what came to my mind? It wasn't money. When I came back to Christ, I was so excited with the things I was learning from reading the Bible. I had to tell someone. I remember explaining to uh, Pastor Cloyce Cunningham what I discovered when I opened up Psalm 119. I remember cornering him and explaining what I found, how you could, how a young man can keep his ways pure by living according to uh, God's word. <laughs> I will seek you with all my heart. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, God. Praise be to you, O Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. <laughs> I never really knew, knowing what uh, he thought uh, of me bugging him with my newfound nuggets of wisdom. But he was there to hear me out. How the Holy Spirit speaks to you through this verse, it is appropriate to share with your pastor how God is at work in your life. <laughs> in Paul's letter to the church in Galatia, he laid the foundation that our salvation is found in faith in Christ alone. With this salvation, Christ followers have freedom, a freedom to fulfill the royal law of Christ, which is the law of love. Do you know how popular cooks have their secret ingredient for their one recipe or their recipes? <laughs> the secret ingredient to live in the law of love is submitting to Christ's leadership. By trusting in him to be your guide and then by faith, follow his guidance, submitting daily to the Holy Spirit. Are you following the Spirit's guidance today? If you obey and follow his desires in your life, then God will transform you into the person he wants you to be. Amen. Be by your hands with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, in the short uh, six chapters of the book, Paul wrote in uh, the letter of Galatians. Uh, he covers a lot of territory. But to summarize it, it gives us instructions how we are to live in Christ-likeness in our world, where you strategically place this. So, Father, may we be mindful and may we be close to the Holy Spirit and following your lead, Father. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Until we meet again. God bless you. Bye.